Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for liking and subscribing. We really do appreciate you. It is great to be here with you. Day four of FSU preseason football. First full slate of NFL preseason football. Continued pennant races in Major League Baseball. Just about everything I can get down with, even... A nothing golf tournament right now, but I will tell you, I can't get down with the summer league and the NBA. I can't do it. I, I so so soon after the finals, I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I did see the photo of all the Knowles that are I together in it. Vegas. How Wasn't that cool? That? Yeah, I'm glad that they care to do that because that's not put on. That's them finding each other and and making the choice to make sure that they brand the program, hashtag New Bloods, all that stuff. That's good, man. That's when you know the culture is healthy. Oh, they've got that's a culture worth emulating. Whether you're a sporting outfit or you're a radio station or, you know, an insurance company, that's what you want. Coach Ham has and his staff have done amazing things in the last eight years. It's, it's really remarkable. I think of the things that I've had the good fortune of covering in this field, in working in sports, that one of the more surprising things that has happened is that a guy – who was this far along in his career, who's had success and made a lot of money, could change with the times this radically to alter a non-traditional program, basketball-wise, it's not a blue blood or anything like that, and turn it into a destination for elite-level recruits at that stage in his career, completely flipping his identity in terms of what they were on the court. They go from junkyard dog defense, plotting, we got to beat you 57-50 or something like that, to a team that now can do it any way you want to do it. And it it has enticed the best players around the country to take a good long look at Florida State, uh, above and beyond a lot of other schools that have four and five and six national championships to their name hanging in the rafters. It's remarkable. And to hear them talk about it now in retrospect, they say, well, we just needed to get better players. That's all. We just wanted to get some better players, some more skill in here, and it's not that easy. It's just not that simple because you have to find the right types of players that fit in with the projects that Florida State brought in and hit on. I mean, Trent Forrest wasn't able to shoot. That's why he didn't go to a place like Kentucky or Duke. Everything else about his game was awesome, but he couldn't shoot the basketball. The jump shot held him back. That's why he came here. Good choice. Uh, Fiondu Cabangeli was a guard who grew into a forward's body, but you have to piece those guys together with the right kind of one-and-dones in order to get the culture that they got, and they did it. They hit the home run. And you're right. I mean, you could think about it. Almost every opponent in the ACC, you can think of at least one, if not two or three games, where the atmosphere in that building was absolutely electric. And that's so cool. It used to be that there were one or two total that you could think of 
from about, I don't know, 1995 on. And now you've got a dozen, 20-type uh, games you that get, you can think of. Yeah, and you get two to three a year. Right. Every year. Where your ears are ringing as you walk out. It's just awesome. Well, it's, it's a, to the point where Billis and other analysts come in here to call a game, and one of the first things they bring up in the post-game wrap is the atmosphere, that this is a really tough place to play. I didn't think that I would ever hear that be a talking point from a national basketball analyst in my lifetime. I didn't think it would be that. I mean, listen, I remember being at the TLCCC back in 92 and 93 and going to games, and you know, there that was a really good three-year run for Florida State where they were very good. They had NBA players, and you know, you had these moments against the Carolinas of the world where the atmosphere was unreal, but it didn't feel sustainable, obviously, but alas, it was not. And then we went through really brutal stretches where there was nothing that you could glean from going to a home basketball game in the way of hope. The red zone. No, it, that hurt, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a toughie. That was Millar's era. Millar lived through that. That's a toughie. But the point would be, I, uh, I you know, I, at that point, you're bereft of hope. And the next thing you know, this place is what it is now, so. That is, I guess, as an aside, I didn't bring any of this up to talk FSU basketball since it's not the right season to do so, but thanks for going there when I brought up how boring the summer league is. That's right. I tried to find the positive in You things. did. Bucks preseason opener against the Bengals. By the way, we have the Bucks here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. I don't know if you guys realize that, but, uh, you know, I got a little bit of an influence, Tom. You've been privy to that over the years. Oh, yeah. that's Yep. That's what you do. You've seen it. Your influence. You know, I try not to I try not to bully people into doing things that I want, you know, and all that. But every now and then I gotta I gotta push a little bit. And so, you know, when they found out I was leaving at the other station, the Bucks were like, Well, what do we do? What do we do? Nobody's gonna listen to that other station anymore. What do we do? We gotta follow Cameron. We gotta go with him. And he reached out to Tom. That's right. Tom said, I can make it happen. Tom reached out to John. John made it happen. The Bucks were all too eager to give us money and race over here. And with that, I can announce that the Scuttle Bucks will be back. Like they, you like how I did that? They raced into the south end zone in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, the it, Scuttle Bucks will be back? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're doing the Scuttle Bucks. All right. Yeah, I'm very excited. Hey, that answers somebody, uh, somebody's question. That was in the chat the other day. I didn't get to it yesterday, but I was uh, mindful. I said, okay, well, we'll get there. I'll circle back on you, buddy. That's true. I did text with Lee DeKemper today. so It's happening. There we go. Yeah. It's the sphere of influence. Look what I'm talking about, buddy. That's all, that's all I'm saying. The uh, Tropical Depression, Fred. I love that it's named Fred. Hey, Fred. Fred could force an earlier, earlier kickoff time. Uh, they may have to move the kickoff up, according to Bruce Arians, uh, after the practice today. No word as of right now. It won't change until we know for sure what that uh, depression is looking like on Saturday. And for our purposes here, it looks like if it's going to arrive here and if it's going to be of substance when it does, big ifs, we still don't know that yet, but it would be late Sunday night into Monday morning. So Florida State currently has Sunday off for fall camp. I don't know if they would also in turn say, all right, we have, we've got a scrimmage on Saturday, but let's move up. An event on on Sunday when we would well. What uh, are they doing in terms of as it relates to Coach Bowden's funeral? So as I understand, that, yeah. it, I mean, I I mean, I know the timing. I'm just wondering about 
I guess, practice. I would think that obviously you have to maneuver around that. Correct. They wanted to originally be in Jacksonville through, through the weekend. at least Saturday and mm. probably come back Sunday. Yeah. Uh, now, again, this is as I understand it. I don't think any plans have changed. They'll be back here tomorrow, and they'll be scrimmaging on Saturday night. We have an availability with the coaches at 9 p.m. on Saturday night. There's a Zoom availability for them to go over the scrimmage. Damn, damn so skippy, yeah. That, that would make sense that they would do the scrimmage in the evening if the availability is at 9 p.m. You know, I'm incredibly sneaky. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm sneaky. Yeah, I do. I'm going to find a way to sneak and see that practice, that scrimmage. Those years I would bring in snacks in a Ziploc bag. They'd be magically sneaky. emptier when I came back to the studio. Sneaky, sneaky. Those animal crackers? Remember the big tub from Sam's Club? Like it was yesterday. Yeah. The mountains of Hispaniola and dry air has severely hindered the storm Wednesday evening. You like that? There you go. Let everybody know the weather, ultimately weakening it to a tropical depression. But the National Hurricane Center still predicts that Fred could bring heavy rains and gusty winds to Tampa Bay, with the heaviest winds and rains starting Sunday morning. For more, tune in to the Jeff Cameron Show, weekday afternoons from 1 to 3 p.m. I was going to say, is this sponsored? 3 Real Talk Radio. Uh, could be, I guess. The real quote from the, uh, from the morning's practice is not about the weather and Fred and rain, but rather this glorious note from the GM of the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now housed on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. And it reads, I feel like we have a window here still. I don't know if it's two, three, four, maybe even five years. Okay, Jason White. I certainly have a window here. We might as well go for it. Win as many as we can. Five-year window. Sweet Jesus. Fire them cannons! Tom, we won't know what to do with ourselves. People are already sick of Tampa Bay because yeah. they either win or compete for championships on the regular, whether it's the Lightning winning back-to-back Stanley Cups, as they did, whether it's the Rays going to the World Series. Still got to bring one home, but they're there. They're in the, they're in the conversation uh, yearly these days. Uh, and then, in addition, of course, the Bucks are your reigning Super Bowl champions. Uh, figure to be the odds-on favorite to, to win the Super Bowl again this year. So, there you go. I cheated us, too. I said yesterday, three championships in 18 months. It's uh, It's been 11 months since mm. the first championship, the Stanley Cup of 2020. Cheatness. That's my fault. Uh, Got to do this here. We work faster than that. Hector writes in on the uh, chat here on War Chant TV. Like and subscribe and tell every single person you see. There you go. Uh, he says, if we really do start putting traction into the winning of games, I think we should get Chuba and Tate in the games as early as possible. Keep the tape light if we can. Um, you know, what a wonderful – Hector, good on you, buddy. Let me, let me just say the reason I like that comment. It is so optimistic. It is so wonderfully optimistic that we could be at a place – where if we are just steady winning football games, we have the option to just tinker with the backup quarterbacks, the third and fourth string quarterbacks. And we can be like, let's get him some time. Let's get him some time. Well, we're beating that ass so bad today, guys. Let's let everybody play. We're all going to play out here today. It's 56-7. to Let's do this. You remember, guys, at one time that was a thing? It existed. We just we're over here playing hangman on the sidelines during games. NC State, right? Blatantly disrespecting opponents. Bored to tears because it was over before it started. 
35 to nothing first quarter. I remember that one. An overwhelming, just a devastating, crushing defeat for NC State that afternoon that you're 10 minutes into the game and they're like, well, that's it, that's all, thanks for playing. But, yeah, you're thinking of the example I gave of the guy that drove down. I, that's I, it, Mary. Get your, get the keys. That's right. We're out. Yeah, it's four We're possessions leaving. in. Four <laughs> possessions. I'm done. It didn't need to get to 35. Hot as hell out here. Taking this kind of a beating. Let's go. Nine hours. Let's we go. We drove nine hours for this. That air conditioning's going to feel good. I'm well, not watching this nonsense. And I know uh, a certain person, I'm not going to name who, who might have joined another person, not going to name who. At a uh, pizza eatery around the corner from the stadium. Yeah. By the time it got uh, yeah. to thirty-five to uh-huh. nothing. Yeah. Watch the game there. Seen enough. If they're playing hangman on the sidelines. Kind of knew what, we, what was going to happen. Take it on way. down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could get a pint. That was. Uh, I enjoyed a pint with you that day. I'm, I'm not. Gonna, no, I'm not going to say uh, who. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Maybe that was late. Maybe that was post game. But there was a time and a glorious time that it was that you could watch. Our beloved Knowles, and the question was not in doubt, but rather how far down the depth chart are we going to get today to see some of these youngins? Let's see some of these young Knowles out here. What what are they going to bring to the party in the next, uh, I don't know, two to three years when they get a chance to play? I will say on a serious note, we talked quarterbacks last hour, and I kind of, the quarterback room is shaping up. You know, I think you would be safe to guess when A.J. Duffy gets here and this thing begins to shake out, one of these guys that's currently on the roster as a quarterback will not be here in two years, right? Or in a year? One of the younger uh, guys? One, one yeah, of the, I mean, one that, of the That's guys, the way it works in college football. Now. These yeah. days, right? Yeah. They're, they're not all going to stick it out and say, okay. Because especially if he comes in and makes a splash, he's one of the better recruits at the position we've had in an awfully long time. People feel like he's the real deal. He'll come in and make – an impact on that room pretty quickly. But if that were to happen at that point, you know, you got to believe if the writing were on the wall. So say Jordan Travis after this year is the starter for a season, right? And then from there you get to the competition between A.J. Duffy, Tate Rodemaker. And Jordan Travis, he'd still be here. Oh, that's right. That extra COVID year throws everything off. throws everything off. Yeah, somebody's jetting. There's no chance. I mean, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not worried about it. It'll well, play itself out. You'll bring in a 2023 kid, too. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not worried about it. It'll play itself out. But, yeah, somebody that's there now will not be here. But it does make it interesting for those two, well, maybe three games. Your week two opponent, who I keep forgetting, UMass and Syracuse, right? If you could get to the position. Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State. Thank you very much. At least it's not the, the Raging Cajuns, because you told me yesterday they were in the top 25. I mean, you, you're gonna and get Coastal beat. Carolina. You're going to get beat by ooh la la. We're not doing that. They're not well, called that anymore, but yeah. But, I mean, that's something that we could have scheduled eight years ago and go, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? This is the year we get the Raging Cajuns? At any rate, though, in those three games, if we can get it to a place where you can go down the depth chart, I think you'd still want to stick around and see what Chubba does with the reps that he gets and Tate does with the reps that he gets. That's at least interesting. It won't be that way for more than two or three games, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, I think it will right. be for at least two games. So I want to do this because somebody brought it up on the chat here. Uh, Mark writes, this will be Notre Dame's toughest road game of their season. Mm. Let's go look at Notre Dame's schedule. schedule. Well, yeah, uh, let's, let's do this, okay? Now, yes, as long as there are no restrictions put on attendance, it's going to be a raucous atmosphere at kickoff. We all awesome. agree on that, it's gonna right? It's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. The only other candidate that you might argue would be tougher is Camp Randall. 
Notre Dame goes on the road to play Wisconsin September the 25th. And I think Wisconsin, by the way, will beat Penn State. I think Wisconsin in the trenches are a problem. Uh, they're rarely elite at quarterback. We know that. In fact, their old quarterback is Notre Dame's likely starting quarterback, and that gives me hope. That gives me a lot of hope. Um, but we'll see. Ryan writes, Tom's guy Jordan Young could be here until he's 46 with that COVID. Oh, <laughs> it feels like he's well, been here. It does oh, feel like Oh, <laughs> Ryan has figured out the YouTube machine. Now, I've always loved his, his Twitter comments, but he, now he's making it to the live show. I like that. Do you think Demory Tate, do you think Demory Tate, if healthy, will get a lot of playing time versus Notre Dame? I've been dying to see him on the field. Uh, Demory Tate is out there, baby. And I'll tell you what, he looks great. I don't think he'll be ready for the Notre Dame game, no. I don't think he'll be. They uh, like what they're seeing, though. They very much do, and I do too. But I don't think he'll quite be in, in full go mode in terms of understanding everything and having enough reps at full speed to get a lot of time in the Notre Dame game to answer your question. No, I don't think that's going to happen uh, necessarily. Uh, also, oh, really? Okay, thanks, Ross. I didn't look at that. You're correct. The Notre Dame-Wisconsin game is at Soldier Field. So with that caveat? With that caveat. It's us, baby. Well, that, with that caveat, yes, he's right. Uh, Mark's right at that point. 78,000 strong. Isn't that our capacity these days? It's not 83 anymore. No, it's not 83. Stadium's going to get back to that, buddy. Getting down to 65,000, something like that. Actually, I welcome the day. I, I like, like, give me a 60,000-seat stadium and spread out the seats a little bit. Yep. Give me a little extra room. And we get a cast system. I don't you know, need throughout the fatty, stadium. fat, 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 rub it all up on me in 100-degree heat. <laughs> well, ever. Well, but you don't need it in 40-degree cold. Especially not. I might welcome it in 40-degree cold. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah right. Get yeah. over here. If you're, get your fat ass over here. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warship TV. hanging. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Like and subscribe. You guys on the chat made me laugh during the break. Preston writes, I love Jeff's complete dismissal of the possibility that Jack Cohn could be any good at all. Horn Dog really, really stained those Wisconsin quarterbacks for him. Uh, no, I, I've seen him play. It wasn't our Wisconsin quarterback that left the stain. It's that I've seen him play for Wisconsin, and he wasn't very good. Now, a lot of not-so-good quarterbacks last year looked like Aaron Rodgers against us. Like, every one of them. That's the last. I mean, every time we do something about the defense, I always stress it's since third and Kelly into Harlan Barnett and straight through on to year zero of Adam Fuller. I mean, we're just used to that. Doesn't matter the classification no. of the player, FCS, FBS, group of five, power five, lower end power five, like a a Duke or a Pitt. Doesn't matter. Every single Syracuse, one of them. 
the roadie, week three, Willie's first year, Syracuse. Perfect quarterback rating. Can't really do that in college football, but I'm sure he approached it. Yeah, it makes me laugh. Uh, it's so bad, it's so annoying that I, I sometimes laugh when I think about it I, to keep from crying. It's one of those where you're like, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> this is crazy. Because if you let your real feelings out, you'd be that kid in the GIF where you just start, you go from smiling to crying oh, yeah. all in one fail swoop. Yep. That's us watching. <laughs> or the Farley where he's smiling and then he looks confused. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know, man. It's crazy. But watching him, I mean, oh. What if Fuller has FSU's D in the top 50 this season? All right, well, then we might win some games. We could get to six wins, maybe even seven if it all breaks, right? Yeah, I think you're looking at seven or possibly eight. If we're in the top oh, 50, if we're in the top no, 50? No, no, no. Come on. Top 50 against the ACC. I mean, come on. I'm telling you, this schedule is brutal given what we're at, man. But, if yes, given what we're at, if this defense finishes in the top 50. Very quietly, Boston College is a very good candidate to finish second in the Atlantic. That's two days in a row we brought them up. And we play them on the road before the Florida game. After the Miami game. And I'm telling you, I hate it. I'm angry about it. It's a disturbing thing to think about for too long because we'll be underdogs. <laughs> it's just hard to get there, man. I, I really I think it's just hard to get there. Trying to figure out, okay, so Jonathan writes, I've got a question for you guys. I've been trying to figure out for a while. In 96, when FSU had over 60 sacks, is that close to an NCAA record, and what is the actual record as a team? All right, Director Matthew, get on it. Oh, there you go. First statistical job. Team record for sacks in an NCAA season. I'm sure it's going to be something from like 1902. 475. Uh, this, <laughs> I'm rooting for Adam Fuller. I said it on yesterday's show. He's a good guy. Uh, I've enjoyed my conversations with him. I've enjoyed talking football with him. I've learned from him. None of it matters. My observations of what a wonderful personality he has, his acumen for the game, his kindness, the joy of our conversations, none of it means anything. If he doesn't get the job done, if they don't get stops, I mean, even occasionally at some point, right? I mean, we haven't gotten stops in forever, for a half against North Carolina. We got stops, and then we didn't. Everything else didn't get stops. Uh, Part of it is Kando goes rogue for the right reasons. Yeah, and as it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But anyhow, the point would be, uh, if you didn't get stops and they suck this year and they end up confirming our worst fears because last year was, I mean, I've never, I quite literally, the kids like to say literally way too often these days. They do, literally. Oh, so, they say yeah. literally all the time. Yeah. But here I'm going to do it. I've literally never seen a defense look that poor. Play to play, game, not at Florida State. I've seen bad defenses. Wow. Uh, it was unreal. Because recent memory, we've got a lot of candidates. Oh, come on, man. That thing last year was the dumbest thing you've ever seen in watching Florida State football. It was yeah. the dumbest. I, it that was Louisville unreal. game was. Yeah, that Louisville Unbelievable. game was, it was special. It was special. I was floored. Play to play. Just sitting there. What, what, what? And then when you go back and watch it again, and yeah. I would for the purposes of doing this show, because I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't trust them. I'd go back and look, and I'd say, what? No, you wouldn't do that in conjunction with this. This tells me this guy doesn't know what this guy's doing and why we're doing any of this. This is this is mass confusion. Now, I also have said, okay, I'm not really counting much of what we saw 
you know, I'm not really counting what we saw last year. I'm not. I'm just looking at, look, you come in, you don't get a spring, you don't get to install, you don't get to do any of that stuff. You've got half a roster. The ones you do count on come back out of shape, didn't get to work out, come back in completely different body types than, than we saw when spring started. Yep. I mean, it was just a nightmare. Everything was a nightmare. So I'm, I'm willing to put it behind me. But the problem is, the problem is, again, if if you go out this year and you're somewhat close to as dreadful, then we don't give you the benefit of the doubt we're currently no, no. giving you. You immediately then go, okay, well, this ain't going to get it done, man. I think they'll this be better. This ain't going to get it done. Well, they have to I, be. I, I, they, I, by definition, they have to be. I think they'll be significantly better. And that's still, that still doesn't put you in the top 50, with, to which Chad says we're doing Red Russians for everybody if FSU finishes in the top 50 on defense. Red, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to introduce that to the 93-3 audience. Little Red point. Russians. But they look like in the spring, not to be Lee Sterling, but they look like in the spring... Somewhere he just perked up if he's listening to the Jeff Cameron show. Linebacker's going to be tough, but the secondary looks like it has an idea of how to get downhill and hit somebody. Run support, getting off of blocks, I'm diagnosing gonna, plays. Okay. These are all things that they did not do last fall. I'm going to say it. The secondary is good. Oh. That's they an annual occurrence. No, 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 no. no, no. The secondary is good. Now listen, if you don't have a pass rush, it doesn't matter how good you are on the back end. Right. So don't make the mistake of saying that they can't play well and that they don't have the talent to play well because that's not true. They've got talent in that secondary. Straight up, you see it every day you go out there. There is an abundance of talent in that secondary. That's true across the board. I don't think that's hyperbole. That's not a fan talking. That is, you look at the athleticism, you look at the experience, and you look at the depth, and you say that is a strong segment on this football team. If you had to name the best segment on this football team, you would start there, period. Where okay. else? Are you, th- th- that's it. And and I would also say that's the only really strong segment on this football team. Yeah, I guess so. I'm kind of bullish on the defensive interior this year. They're thin. The, they yeah. don't have the yeah. depth. So my my point is, yeah, you're fine for your starters, but that's why I would say secondary every time and not even blink. Right. Because you've got a lot of guys. Miko Dodson's having a great camp. He's looking like the guy they thought he was going to be when he came over. Uh, there are man, they've got players yeah, back there. Yeah, Robinson hits. Oh, forget it. They, Travis J is. I mean, yeah, people want to hear that. They want to know about Travis J. Knowles yeah. is a nice player. Uh, yes, dude, they got guys. I liked him in the spring. I told you Travis like, J is going to be a beast. He had a huge practice yesterday when I was there. He looked incredible. He engulfs people. Man, yeah, they've got talent there. I really, I too hope Amari Gainer, Super Creech, if I'm reading that right. I don't know if I'm reading your name right. Sorry about that. All right, Super. I, too, really want to see Amari Gainer have a breakout season this year. He Listen, when, people get it twisted because he's a legacy, and he looks like an NFL linebacker. And uh, I've stood right next to him, and I am in awe. You can't help yourself. You're like, look at this guy. This dude is put together. This is an NFL linebacker. He looks the part. Yeah, between him and Steven Dix Jr., they're, they're going to be dudes. Yes, they Here, look the part. Here's the problem. <laughs> Amari Gainer, I do have hope for. He is... People will say, well, he's our best linebacker. He's already played well. Nah, he hadn't really played all that well. Now, they they couldn't figure out what to do with him is the problem. He could be a disruptor in the backfield, yeah. which is what everybody sees. Yeah. yeah. He, he, I need him. Uh, if he has a defined role and he knows what he's doing, then I think you'll really see that talent and that body emerge as a consistent weapon on defense. He'll be the guy that they'll have offenses will have to account for. I really hope that's true. 
But up to now, we really haven't seen that consistency. So that's what he, Screech is right. That's uh, that's where you got to have some consistency there. The Dix problem is this. Okay, Stephen Dix. Stephen Dix problem. All right, I see. There we go. All right, good save. The problem is he looks the part without question, but sometimes when you watch him, it looks like he's running in quicksand. The speed laterally certainly isn't there. If we were playing football 15 years ago, that guy is ideal. Let's trigger downhill. Let's meet the lead back in the hole. Let's light him up. Let him know you're going to be here day in, day out, or you know, play in, play out. That size, that strength, you would be in love with that. But nowadays, offensive coordinators, and the game is geared towards offense, offense, offense. They isolate linebackers in coverage. They find a way to get the one-on-one matchups, yeah, and yeah. they abuse you. And and if you can't find somebody to put in a game to force them to go elsewhere, they will call that play over and over and over again. And you watch. The first thing to look for this year on our defense in the first game against Notre Dame, and really for this matter anywhere else, I guarantee you every OC we face is going to try to exploit our weakness at linebacker. Mm-hmm. And if we don't show we have an answer for it, you're screwed. They'll just listen. There's nothing new under the sun. Everybody watches film. That guy can't cover. It's been um, low-key as frustrating as the offensive line issue, that we can't cover at, in the middle of the field. We can't cover at linebacker. I mean, I understand that offensive line is a great place to shift your blame for everything that goes wrong, and because it's right, the trenches are where you win and lose games. But to me, it's been as frustrating to watch this linebacker core for five, six years. That's all. That's all. Once we lost the 2013 group, even. I mean, that took, man, it's been a dearth. You've had a couple of guys since we won the national championship that belonged here, that were the quality of player that could cover, come downhill, and make plays in the backfield. We just don't have those guys. And you see it. You're right. When they're put in conflict, watch them get put in conflict. They have to make a choice. And a lot of times our guys stay right in between. They don't make either choice. And so no matter what Notre Dame runs or whatever the opponent is, they gash you. we got to get faster. Well, and you can't just snap your fingers and make it happen. That's the problem. Like, I don't see the guy on the roster right now. But I do think, and, and we'll have to eventually get to the audio of you and uh, Coach Fuller from last week. I think a lot of it still applies, especially since we haven't had a scrimmage yet. But he did say, and I think he was talking about maybe a linebacker or two, he felt bad about some of the kids he had to put out well, there because they weren't ready. They weren't re- Let's play it when we come back. I talked to Adam Fuller uh, at length last week and really enjoyed my conversation. Poor suggestion on my part. Well, you got to get to work. So I, uh, I, while I'm buying time for you right now, you should be actively pursuing that video or that, that audio. Uh, that said, I did. And he is so candid. It's another reason that I really am rooting for the guy is because you want to like him. You want to root for him. Because I don't think there's a dearth of understanding. I don't think it's that he doesn't have the acumen for the job. But that doesn't always mean you're a good coach. Knowing something doesn't necessarily mean you can teach it and get kids to buy in and implement it and execute it. Uh, you know, you, That's the big part of it. It's one thing to know something. It's a whole other to get kids to understand what you know and to act upon it consistently well. But we'll bring that up in a second. He'll join us in a moment. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Do not forget to like and subscribe. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply lennox that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 So many miles to feed on the farm. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. If you aren't are not already aware, the WarChant Multimedia Network has you covered on your drive home. Grab our grab our pod. I simply can't talk. What the hell's going on here? Grab our podcast. Every day before you hit the road and on your drive to work. Subscribe to Wake Up WarChant, presented by Deluna Coffee. The latest from our Warchant teammates, Corey Clark and Aslan. Ejavandi. Two for two. Well, pur- we'll give that to you. Uh, no, well, no I, I purposely delayed it. I wanted you guys to feel the tension in the air. That was a good 1.4 seconds. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh, wake up, Warchant, wherever you get podcasts. Jeff Cameron Show, wherever you get podcasts. Warchant network of multimedia options. There you go. That's the goal here. And, again, if you're driving around Tallahassee, you're watching on Warchant TV, you can only catch 10 minutes of it, you know, because you're working, you're doing a job, then uh, when you head home for the day, that's when you download us. That's the cool thing about this now. With the two hours, yeah, you can listen to us live, but then also that same day when you're riding home, we're right there with you, boys and girls. Hey, before we get – we're probably going to have to move. I screwed our producer here, everybody. Uh, I just kind of spoke off the cuff without checking to see if he had the audio audio in the bank. And since I was the one who recorded the audio and sent it to him via text and not email, it's not in there. Uh, it, we'll play the audio tomorrow. That's could, my bad. I could play it off my phone speaker. Oh, that'd be weird. And it's not edited. There's a lot of chit-chat. Uh, you know. That was a loud room, too, for the luncheon. Yeah, a lot of non-football-related uh, talk prior to the football-related talk. And then you're going to be like, what are we doing? Uh, smoke rights. Kushni is going to feast against our weaker uh, opponents. I think he will be the difference in that sleepy wake game. I say okay. his name right? Who, Smoke? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's Kushni, that's right. Yeah, that's a sleepy 3.30 kick. They announced the first three weeks. We are playing that game at 3.30. I'm glad it's not a night game. Yeah, yep. I think I'm going to that game. I think I'm going to go to that game. Is that right? Yeah. All right. I'm all telling right. our bosses who are listening right now, send me to that game, guys. I got That's you. That's a biggie. I got you covered. I feel like it's the biggest game of the year. It's either the season, because you're 1-1, one and one, or a real opportunity to have a September like we haven't had since when? A 2015? September to remember, everybody. They call it November. <laughs> uh, I cannot get a sense of what that kid is. I really can't because he's tiny. And he's only had four practices. Well, he's short. Five now. He's, he's a weird-looking kid. And and here's what I mean by that. 
he he does not look and the reason he had to go where he did was because he's not he's he doesn't have a traditional uh defensive end's body at all. He's short, but he's really long armed. So the long arm part of it works, but the shortness doesn't. But I I just don't get a sense of where he is or what he's going to be able to contribute. I, I need to see him in this is where you gotta be careful about how you assess where we are through the first four days. It, it, they have not been going all out, and that's why I said I'm going to sneak into the scrimmage on Saturday. Oh, is that right? I'm sneaking in. I'm, I, it's not so sneaky if I tell the world yeah, about it. Yeah, that's right. But I, I am. I'll find a way. You're going to be wearing camo that looks like brick, so you can just be at the, the last row. Norvell's going to look up. And, why is that brick walking? But the point is, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to find a way. I have to. I have to. Because I want to see some of these guys that we're excited about. I don't know if we should be until I see them in pads where, you know, we get to see the separation. And that's tomorrow. First day in pads is out in Jacksonville. Go figure. Um, also, I, I see on the chat folks are talking about Hunter being a cornerback and a receiver. Yes, please. Yes, please. I'm with you guys on this 100%. When Travis Hunter gets here, do not limit the greatness. Embrace the greatness. Embrace every aspect of the greatness. There's your slogan. Embrace the greatness, Travis Hunter. Do not pigeonhole that kid and say he has to be a corner and only a corner. No, sir. We got greatness right there. That kid is a superstar in the making. And you know what? Normally I hesitate to say that about an incoming recruit before we ever see him on the field here, but there are guys every now and again that you look at and you go, whoa, that's different. That doesn't make sense. That's who that kid is. And he's got the name to go with it. That's important. He is a superstar. We should make him a Heisman candidate sooner rather than later. You get that kid playing both ways, you get that kid, hell, if you have to, let him return kicks. I mean, I know you might say, well, go easy yeah. there, killer. LeBourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kalen LeBourne, man. I, I know. I am so pumped, though. I, I That is an unbelievable get. He's the cornerstone of the class. He's been a champion for the class. But when you watch him as, as a receiver, he's natural. He's a playmaker. And obviously, we know what he is as a corner. Just brash. Like, you don't usually describe athletes that way. Like, But his comfort level with his athleticism allows him to take chances in ways that most people can't. And it's he's just emboldened by that athleticism, and he knows it. He, he's so comfortable in his body that you watch him do things. He baits people. He's unbelievable. Are you calling him a get? You're going to label him as a get? Oh, he's a get. He's going nowhere. He's going nowhere. Even if we hit the side of the mountain? I'm like, telling what's you, the threshold? What's the, you I, feel comfortable I, at a four-win season that Travis Hunter will be coming. here? Ooh, he's ooh, coming. He's coming. Okay. He's coming. Embrace the greatness indeed. Let's go get that T-shirt made. He's unwavering. We can put him on it. NIL. Here we go. He's unwavering. I, I'm, I'm telling you, that kid, look at the way he calls out people on Twitter when they're like, no way FSU is going to get Travis Hunter. Like, a lot of people will say that because they're, they're expecting us to be average to poor. And so immediately they're thinking, well, once that happens, Travis is going to have to say, well, I guess it's not turning it around. This is the wrong staff. I'm going elsewhere. Every time somebody does that, he's the first to quote tweet him and be like, I'll bet you I'm going to Florida State. He does it every time. Ooh, that feels good. It does feel good. Chef Cabot Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. We'll come back, wrap it up in a moment. 
Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. You're out of practice. You didn't realize they had that little slow start to the song, my man. Well, because I'd cut it in our old use of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we're running stuff off of Spotify. So i got to mark these things. It's a great song. Should mention, uh, by the way, that uh, Chris Davis called it a career. The only reason I mentioned that, Chris Davis, 35 years old, has been ineffective as a baseball player for several seasons now. Uh, but hit something close to 300 home runs in his career. It uh, it occurs to me, Tom, that Chris Davis has had a really good run. He's had a hip injury. It was more serious, quote-unquote, than he thought. Now, my man made $41 million over the last two years to not play baseball. Hip soreness, Tom. Oh, yeah. The worst. $41 million. Can't move. What do you want me to do? Guys, I'm going to be there in spirit tonight. I'm going to cheer you on. I'm really proud of you. I hope you guys go out there and get that W. Yeah, Jed Lowry did that to the Mets last 41 year. $41 million to not do a damn thing. Lowry showed up. I think Woo! it was maybe two years worth of showing up at a knee brace to spring training. <laughs> hey, I'll show up every day with any ailment Yeah, and whatever visual evidence you need that I'm suffering from said ailment. As long as you don't keep that gravy train from coming my way every day, right? Yeah. I'm there. I'm here for you. All right, guys, let's pick him up. Let's pick him up. That's me in the corner making $41 million. Uh, That'll put a roof over your head. <laughs> you think? Nicely done. So will T-Spark Enterprises. Roofing and construction. Serving Tallahassee, Thomasville, Georgia, and surrounding areas for roofing, construction, and commercial building. Request a quote today on our site or give us a call, 850-766-1340. Hey, I've done that. I have two, and in all seriousness, no announcer voice here. I'm letting you know that uh, T-Spark has uh, worked on Tom's home, his first ever home. That's correct. I mean, think about how important that is. I entrusted Travis with my first home. Yep, it's a big damn deal. And my first real home, I had a tiny home uh, that we once lived in early on before I ever had kids. My wife was more responsible than I was, still is. And she, while going through school, saved up and and bought a home, which eventually I moved into, the deadbeat that I was. I moved into that thing and immediately started to complain about how small it was, like an a-hole. Yep. And then from there we... Hashtag a-hole. And from there we moved to the house that we're in now, and the first thing we did was uh, have T-Spark come out and and get us a new roof. And that's something. Got to get a new roof. That's the right thing to do. You guys go way back. Probibles, fire it up, and I'll tell you who sponsors it. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Pirates are losing to the Cardinals because that is a law. 
six to four. Wade LeBlanc started that game. JT Brubaker's not any good. He started it for the Pirates. Let's go to the night's games. Let's get after it. Let's go. Oakland and Cleveland, Chris Bassett, Eli Morgan, Milwaukee and Chicago, Brandon Woodruff and Kyle Hendricks. Washington takes on your New York Mets. That's correct. They've already lost once today, have the Nats. Hey, I see you got Trevor Williams from the Pirates. Oh, yeah. He was a throw-in. Yeah. Yeah. Take this, Slappy. We sent him straight to AAA. Does he start tonight? Yeah. Oh, no. Eric Feedy starts for Washington. You'll throw my man Trevor Williams. Detroit and Baltimore, Matt Manning, Josh Means, Tampa Bay owns Boston, Drew Rasmussen. Going to start tonight for the Rays. Just fun to say, Tanner Hoff. Going to start for Boston. Texas and Seattle, Mike Fultonevich. Ooh. We're in midseason form. Well, it's late in the year, Jeff. Marco Gonzalez going to start for Seattle. Cincinnati and Atlanta. Vladimir Gutierrez. Kyle Muir. The Braves are on fire. Albies with the home run. They're going to the playoffs, Tom. I know how much you embrace that. Ozzy Albies on the Braves Radio Network. Well done. Yanks, White Sox, worth watching. Andrew Haney and Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is freaking 10 and 2 with a 2 1 0. What in the world is he really? Oh my God. Lance Lynn out here dominating. With the cutoff three quarter sleeve. Nuts. Toronto and the Angels, Jose Barrios and Shohei Atani. Yes, please. That's a good name game. Yeah, Barrios Atani. But by the way, I got to tell you this Shohei Atani, 6 1 with a 2 9 3 in the American League. Mm. And then all those home runs. And he mashes. Like, if you jumped on that MVP train a month and a half ago, you were making a lot of money. Because that's it's, it's now we're at the point of the season where it's almost a no-brainer. There's five dudes any given year who have a different sound when they connect, and Otani is Ooh. on that list of five. San Diego and Arizona, you Darvish and Taylor Whitener. Colorado, San Francisco, Herman Marquez and Logan Webb, Atlanta and Washington, Charlie Morton. And to be determined. Is that tomorrow? No, no, it looks like a doubleheader, maybe? We're no. playing the we're playing yeah. the Nats. Yeah, we get I got it all wrong, right? There's no way. Yeah, this game's in tomorrow. Okay. That'd be a quick flight. Chris Sales pitching tomorrow. Boston gets him. Gets him back. That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Is that it? That's all? Good work out of you, Matthew. Good work, Tom. Thanks to all of you. Be good, everybody. Like and subscribe, WarChant TV, and listen to 93.3 Real Talk Radio. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Listen to Greg Tish tomorrow morning. Peace.